Well, now we're going to continue in uh, Romans 12. It's just beautiful advice. You see this man's love for these people and urging them to respond to the Holy Spirit who lives in them. And he spells it out. And we're all, it's, it's helpful for every one of us, isn't it, to be reminded of these things? The first one we have now, we're in verse 16, thinking in harmony with one another. That's tough. You have to work at that. What do you see sometimes after Mass? Gossip. Gossip. I think the Lord's pretty disgusted with that. He just fed all of us on the same body and blood. And now we're gossiping. In other words, we have to be more one. A parish is not just the place where you go to have Mass. It's the gathering of a certain number of people who make up that community in the large sense at least. Okay. Not thinking of high-flown things, but associating with the humble. That's a good one, isn't it? Father, I would like to know more about the Trinity. And he's living in sin with the lady he's not married to. I mean, we got some basics to work with first. Uh, associating with the humble. Reminds me of a story. A uh, friend of mine, he's dead now, beautiful, Melkite priest who became the Bishop of Haifa, Joseph Raya. When he was a pastor down in Alabama, Birmingham, the, the um, Roman Catholic pastor said, will you come and help me give an exam to the high school students in religion? He said, sure, I'll be glad to help. So he went over there. And it was an oral exam. So he said to the first student, what happened at the Annunciation? The student was a bit befuddled. He said, Annunciation, you know. The angel talked to Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then he asked every student, what happened at the Annunciation? That's when Mary went to heaven. That's, they didn't have a clue. So he told the Irishman after the exam, because he's a very outspoken type of fellow, your students don't know anything. I asked them all, what happened at the Annunciation? And none of them could tell me. So he said, you come to my church, you ask anybody you want what happened at the Annunciation, and they can tell you. So, of course, which would the Irishman say? I'll be there. So he came, and after the liturgy, they're both standing out there, and the well-dressed lawyer types, no, no, no. But then comes Joe Ferris. Joe is a 60, 65 construction worker. Though his children are lawyers, I mean, they've all, you know, but he said, that one. So he comes over. <laughs> the guy says, what happened at the Annunciation? Well, Joe, Annunciation, he never heard that word before. So Joe says, the, the pastor, Michelle, you know, um, good news. His face lit up. He said, at that moment, the almighty word of God leapt down from heaven and, and became a guest in the womb of the Virgin Mary, and she became the temple of the Most High God. Glory be to you, O Lord. And he walked off. Well, the Irish room was pretty amazed, right? What did he do? He recited the troparion from the feast. But he sang it all his life. You see? So, not thinking of high-flown things, but associating with the humble. Because sometimes they know a lot more than we do.
not being wise in your own estimation. This is simple good advice, isn't it? Do we need a mystic to tell us this? Yes. Because we don't listen. This is the word of God through Paul telling us the way to live that we should know anyway. But it's nice to be reminded, isn't it? Not paying back evil for evil to anyone. Even that Roman soldier who insulted your wife yesterday. Don't find a way to get back at him. Okay. Take thought for what is noble in common estimation. That's a beautiful one, right? What does everybody else think is noble and generous? Do it. If possible for your part, be at peace with all men. Not avenging yourselves, beloved, but leave that to God's wrath. Somebody insults you, you know, you're a stupid Christian and you don't like abortion or whatever, you want to get at them. The Lord said, shut up. Pray for that person. You might win them over. I think I've told you the story before. A couple, very beautiful, homeschooling couple, ten kids anyway, I'll bet. And the, their neighbor didn't like them at all. And so, like one Christmas, they brought him over a chocolate cake. He looked at the cake, slammed the door. You know, really didn't like them. So, they kept it up. They'd greet him. Hello, Mr. Jones. Now, he waves from across the street. You know, they won him over. But you can't do that on your emotions. You'd be so fed up, you wouldn't care about this guy. But we have to win them over for Christ. And it's the little things that do it. Okay. Um, for as written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And that's a quote from Deuteronomy. Let me worry about vengeance. But, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Give him to drink. In so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Now, what are these burning coals for? So he'll burn? It's a very interesting text. He's quoting a text in the book of Proverbs. Um, and I want to read it to you. Proverbs uh, 25, 21 to 22. Um, it's quite a beautiful text, actually. Uh Proverbs. And then there's a beautiful text, another one I want to read to you about in the same uh you know uh, vein. That was twenty-five um where am I now? Uh twenty-one to twenty-two, right. If your enemy be hungry Give him food to eat. If he be thirsty, give him to drink. For live coals you will heap on his head, and the Lord will vindicate you. Now, what are these live coals? Does that mean you're getting back at him? What do you mean by these live coals? Well, there's an interesting text in the book of Kings. Um, well, first I'll show you this. Well, no, I'll do this Two Kings 6.22. Uh, the Aramean raiders, sort of land pirates, if you know what I mean, they were beating up the Jews, taking their goods, and so forth, you see? And so they went to war. I'm looking for the, re the uh, reference, okay. And um, 
they beat him up. So, uh, they're bringing him in. Uh, look, what have I got here? Sorry, just give me a minute. This is a very, and, and people don't, you know, uh, real, you know, get this text. Um, so the Aramean soldiers are coming to raid the town and beat up people and so forth, you see? Uh, and, uh, he said to the, the leader says to Elisha, what shall we do, my lord? Do not be afraid, Elisha answered. Our side outnumbers theirs. He sees all the angels. Then he prayed, O Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the servant so that he saw the mountainside filled with horses and fiery chariots around Elisha. Somebody told me about the same sort of thing during the Arab-Jewish War, the 67 no, the, yeah, the 67 war. He said, I was in a kind of a, a stone house, small stone house, right near part of the tomb of uh, Nebi Shmuel, the prophet Samuel. He said, I was hiding in there with two or three other guys, and there was this mob coming at us. It must have been Muslims. I think it was Jews in the temple. In the, in the, so he said, he prayed, Samuel, you better help us out and yourself as well. He said, all of a sudden, I saw horses come streaming down the mountain, and they all ran away. I don't know why those things seem to happen more over there than over here. But anyway, uh, another time, a fellow in Lebanon, he was a monk in the monastery there in Israel, but he was a Lebanese, a Cistercian. He said, they were, the Syrian army was coming at our village in Lebanon with great numbers. And all of a sudden they stopped, then they turned and they went away. We said, whatever happened? They talked to one of the Syrian soldiers and you know what happened? Your Jesus appeared. He was about a mile high with his arms stretched out like this protecting the village. So we got out of there. Interesting, right? Okay, now we're going to look at this one. Uh, uh, opened his eyes and he saw that when Arameans came down to get him Elisha prayed to the Lord strike this people blind I pray you and in answer to the prophet's prayer the Lord struck them blind then Elisha said to them this is the wrong road and this is the wrong city follow me and I will take you to the man you want so they followed him what other choice did they have they couldn't see and he led them to Samaria. And they entered Samaria. Elisha prayed, O Lord, open their eyes that they may see. The Lord opened their eyes, and they saw that they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked, Shall I kill them, my father? He asked Elisha. Listen to what Elisha said. You must not kill them. Do not slay those whom you have taken captive. Do you, do you slay those you've taken captive with your sword or bow? So don't kill these you've taken because I put blindness on them. Serve them bread and water, let them eat and drink, and then go back to their master. The king spread a great feast for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went away, went back to their master. No more Aramean maiders came into the land of Israel. He won them over. 
That's good to bear in mind, isn't it? Uh, and that's the kind of thing that Paul is alluding to here. Uh, you see? And so then he says, Do not overcome evil by evil, but overcome evil with good. And you can do it. You can do it. Has it ever happened to you? Somebody insults you on the street? It happens to be, of course, going to have a collar on, you know. If I smile and reply gently, many times the other person just calms down. And we can talk a bit. You see? I could say, shut up, you don't know, I'm a priest. What good would that do? Just make them madder, probably. But isn't that the temptation? In other words, this is such deep, homespun Christian advice, isn't it? Does it take Paul the mystic, Paul the apostle, to teach us this? We ought to know this ourselves. But by the mercy of God, the very word of God through Paul teaches us what life is like in a community. He's going to go on in chapter 13. But isn't that beautiful that we have this instruction? Reminded of these things? Because when people insult us, we get mad, we get afraid, we get... Try smiling. Is it always going to work? No. But it'll work in the Lord's heart for you. And that's the important thing. And so, we have finished chapter 12, and now we'll, next time we'll move on to chapter 13. Uh, more advice, but of a different kind. Amen.